0: John McClain hops aboard with us here on CBS Sports Radio. J.M., J.M. here. How are you doing?
1: I'm great, Jody. How are you?
0: Good. Uh, I'm glad to hear you're great because I'm not sure that's the case with your football team down here because uh, this Deshaun Watson situation just gets muddier and different to decipher and understand. It seems like with every single passing week— I know this week you uh, poo pooed the uh, report that was out there that the Eagles and the Texans were continuing to talk and actually getting closer to making a deal. Not that a deal was imminent or near done, but at least making progress on a deal. Uh, your reporting said that you just didn't have any information to back that. Um, how much conversation is going on between the Texans and other teams in the league?
1: Uh, nothing. Nothing because nothing's changed, Jody. There's a lot of reports about what's happening here that is wrong. Uh, Deshaun Watson will never take another snap here. He doesn't want to be here. They don't want him here. He wants to be traded. They want him to be traded. If somebody would step up and make him a good offer, they would have taken it yesterday. But, Jody, let me ask you, if you're an owner or a general manager, not a coach, but if you're an owner and a general manager, Would you trade at least two number one picks for a player who has 22 civil lawsuits accusing him of sexual misconduct and assault, a police investigation, 10 of the accusers have filed police complaints, could be grand jury could indict him, NFL should suspend him, so why would anybody without clarity in those issues make a trade? The only way somebody would is if they said, okay, we're doing this with the idea we might not have him at all in 2021. But nobody's doing that. So Watson will never play here again, which I've been saying for months. They don't want him to play here again, which I've been saying for months. But eventually, Jody, sometime he'll be traded. And it very well could be the Eagles. They're one of the teams that's interested. And the best thing that could happen to the Texans is to wait until next year's draft because then the Eagles find out how Jalen Hurts did, how Daniel Jones did, Detroit finds out how Jared Goff did, Tua Tanovaloa in Miami, Denver wants him, Darnold in Carolina. All those teams would have an idea of how their quarterbacks are going to do, and they would get more for him than they would if, say, all the legal issues were cleared up by the start of the season. And Nick Casario the general manager, maybe he'll just give him away to the first low ball offer that comes so they can let somebody else have this headache. But I don't think so, Jody. I don't see them giving him away. Watson came here. He was at practice to avoid the $50,000 a day fines. He warmed up some receivers. Then he went to the sideline. And sometime he would go stand at safety and give him a look with another quarterback and then he most of the time spent on one knee uh, on the goal line or behind the the huddle, and and then he claimed he was hurt. And I said because his foot fell asleep from all that (laughs) inactivity. So right now he's getting treatment for ankle and calf injuries. Uh, You put quote marks around those. And uh, he's going to the team meetings. He's doing what he needs to do to not be fined 50,000 a day. He's holding in, like Zadie Ben-Hour did, got yep. his contract redone. Dwayne Brown's doing it in Seattle. The Texans, you know, they got the contract done uh, first week of September a year ago. Money has not never been an issue, but that's the way it stands right now. If they want, uh, if at some point, start of the season, when he's going to get his $10.54 million, they can keep him on the roster. They can put him on injured reserve. They can make him... Uh, inactive every game. Or Roger Goodell could still put him on the exempt list, but there's so much uncertainty, Jody. Right now, I don't see him going anywhere anytime soon.
0: If Roger Goodell's going to put him on the exempt list, which some of us thought was the way that this was going to go, it hasn't happened. Nothing is going to change in the next three-plus weeks between now and the Texans' first game. It's not going to be a settlement. Both sides have kind of made it uh, rather obvious that neither side wants to settle at this point. Um, The police investigation seems to be dragging along at a snail's pace. Uh, The NFL can't really do an investigation because they can't talk to Deshaun Watson because he's rightfully saying, listen, I I can't talk to you guys. I've got to get my uh, police investigation done before I talk to anybody on advice of counsel. So it doesn't look like there's anything that can change. If nothing changes, are the Texans going to keep him on the 53 and just make him inactive? Are they actually going to uh, perpetrate a even bigger fraud by saying, yes, he's hurt when he's not foot uh, hurt. And when your foot falls asleep, that doesn't count as a legitimate injury. What is actually going to happen on that first Sunday that the Texans are supposed to play?
1: Well, he won't be on the Texans. Whilst, I mean, he won't be active for that game and he won't be on the sideline. And Roger Goodell, the only reason he puts people on the exempt list is so they get paid, a paid vacation. Watson and every other player doesn't get paid till the season starts, so there's no reason to put him on the exempt list now. Under the personal conduct policy, the first section says, you know, charges got to be filed, and that's one thing. But the second one gives Goodell wide latitude to do whatever he wants to do. So if he believes... At any time the personal conduct policy has been violated, which most people believe it has, then he would get suspended. And if the grand jury indicts, then he would probably put him on the exempt list. If the police finished their investigation, which has taken months, you know, they, they could file charges. There's just so many things up in the air. Teams have told Nick Casario, the general manager, this goes back to March. He's been available since March, March Jody. I saw people... Say that when he reported, okay, the Texans will now listen to offers they've been willing to listen to offers since March, and all of a sudden the uh the lawsuit started piling up, and everybody withdrew and they told Casario you know we're interested you know there's at least six teams before their draft. there was eight four of them got quarterbacks in the first round, but there's at least six teams that told them. You know, we're interested, but we're not going to do it under these circumstances. And Jody's got a no-trade clause. So say, say they wanted to trade him to Philadelphia and then get for two number ones, two twos, and Jalen Hurts over the next three years. Well, he could say, I don't want to go to the Eagles. And he could exercise his uh, his uh, no-trade clause. Maybe he's holding out to go to Miami because the Dolphins have the best team of the teams that are interested in him. And uh, so he... he Vetoes everybody else. I can't imagine he wouldn't get out of here the first chance he got, uh, because I guarantee you, he doesn't like coming out there and being a 14 quarterback, and he doesn't like this injury he's got to get treatment for every day.
0: Longtime NFL writer for the Houston Chronicle, John McLean, our guest here on CBS Sports Radio. I right, know uh, this is probably not going to happen to hypothetical, but I'll ask it to you anyway. If Commissioner Goodell called the owner of the Texans and said, listen, uh, there's a reason why I haven't put him on the commissioner's yet, list yet. Uh, anytime I make any move, it then becomes locked in stone. And if I change my mind, if the situation is slightly different down the road, they say he's, he's uh, spitting in the face of the precedent that he's already set. So he is sometimes tentative in the decisions that he makes. And he, he hasn't made the commitment to put him on the commissioner's exempt list. And I don't know that anything's going to happen between now and the first game of the season. I would doubt it. That would give him a reason to change his mind. Other than if he wanted to do the right thing by the Texans. If he called McNair and said, listen, if you want me to put him on the commissioner's exempt list, I will. If you don't, I won't. I'll leave it up to you. You've got to deal with it, figure out a way to roster him or not use him or have him there on game days or let him go home. I feel badly because you guys didn't do anything wrong and he's kind of hoisted this upon you. I'll do what you think is best for your organization. What would the Texans tell the commissioner to do? Well,
1: first of all, Jody, you said hypothetical. Goodell would never do that. Goodell's the one that makes the decision when they go on, when they come off, nobody else – influences that position except the people who are in his office who have helped him do the investigation and then he would not be around he could work out on his own and still get paid if he's on the roster he's still going to get paid if he's on injured reserve with this foot and ankle injury he's still going to get paid the only way he would not get paid is if he got suspended and the Texans are not going to do that and I don't think Goodell's going to do it anytime soon because Nor do I. they're no closer to any kind of solution on this so there's a lot of possibilities i don't have a clue what they'll end up doing other than i know at some point at some point sean watson's going to be traded we just don't know when how is david culley handling all of this david culley is doing what nick casario the general manager jack easterby the executive vice president of football operations tell him they have done a terrible job of public relations just a terrible job. We all know he's in the building getting treatment, and we know for what that they won't comment. They've never said he's in the building getting treatment. They've never said he's on the premises. I don't know what purpose it serves other than to make him look like Molari and Curly, which uh, we all talk about every day down here. And so um, but that's the story of what Watson's doing every day. And Tim Kelly, their offensive coordinator, told us like he's, he's doing everything he can to help the other quarterbacks. That would be Trod Taylor, Jeff Driscoll, and rookie Davis Mills.
0: And of those quarterbacks, how do they line up right now on the depth chart? If uh, the first game was tomorrow, who's the starter? Who's the backup? Uh, how much leeway does the starter have? We know Deshaun's out of the mix. How's the quarterback position going to play in Houston this year? No,
1: Terod taylor has been the starter since it was signed in March. And uh, the backups, they go different. They, they rotate second and third team reps in camp between veteran Jeff Driscoll, 15 and six years. And third-round pick Davis Mills, their first pick, and they rotate. Mills had a terrible Saturday last week, five interceptions in the red zone. Bounced back big time this week. And some some point, Jody, he's going to have to play extensively this season. I think it'll be after the bye week, nine games in, because they got to see can this guy be our guy. If he can't, we're going to have to use that first pick on a quarterback next year.
0: All right. So the quarterback position is a question mark, to say the least. How's everything else going for the Texans?
1: 53 new players. They're going to run the ball more than they did last year. That's a, that's a guarantee by David Culley, who came from Baltimore. They had the fewest runs in franchise history. they got four running backs. At least three will play. They've got new, multiple players at every position. Jody, I know everybody thinks they're going to be the worst team in the league, and they very well might, but all these 53 veterans being brought in here, they have a lot of, they have a lot of competition. With guys on the last year their contracts, or guys looking for extensions, and as every one of them tells us, we got a bunch of hungry players and coaches.
0: Is that uh, you, I know you get limited time to see them in practice, and you get your first exhibition look this week. Um, sounds like a nice sentiment. Is it actually showing itself in their workouts?
1: Well, workouts are fine. They put on pads. They still don't take people to the ground. They're not going to start to know about them until they play the Packers, then the Cowboys, and then they finish preseason against the Buccaneers before they open here air against the Jaguars. And when you got so many new players at so many positions, I actually wish they had four preseason games for the first time in my life. And like you, Jody, I go back to when there were six preseason games <laughs> and training camps for eight weeks, and this is the first time I thought, wow, I'd like to see some of these new guys for a fourth game.
0: Right. And of course, now they're down to three because they're playing 17 regular season games, at least some of which Michael Thomas is not going to be able to play for the uh, New Orleans Saints. Uh, Injured himself last year, played hurt at the end of the season. Everyone expected he was going to get surgery uh, as soon as the season ended. He ends up not getting it till June, so he's injured now, and it's going to miss the start of the season. story yesterday said he dodged phone calls from his coaches and his trainers and the team doctors for the last three months and made the decision independent to get the surgery after he had turned his nose up at it for months. How ugly is that situation with Thomas down in New Orleans?
1: That was a great stoop by Jeff Duncan, the columnist from the advocate in Baton Rouge, that they had tried to get him. Sometimes I don't understand what's wrong with players, Jody. Like players who won't get vaccinated. I got vaccinated twice. took nine seconds. And I don't know if they're dumb or if they're uh, ignorant or they're scared of needles, but I think that COVID, and maybe you don't get sick, but if you test positive and you have to quarantine, it could cost you a game or two. And you know, Jody, how every game is so essential in the NFL because at yep. the end of the year when you're trying for the playoffs or home field advantage, one game can mean so much. So Michael Thomas's, uh, uh refusal to get back to Sean Payton and Mickey Loomis and everybody there, the medical people, you know, that could end up costing them a game or two, and they're trying to repeat as division champions and trying to dethrone the Super Bowl champion Buccaneers, and they're missing. Right now, the guy that's their best offensive player, now that Drew Brees is gone.
0: The other big story in the NFL this week is the fact that the Bills got their stud young quarterback under contract, Josh Allen. He may not be living right next door to Patrick Mahomes at $45 million, but he's on the same block at $43 million per and actually got slightly more guaranteed money in the life of the deal. Uh, he has shown tremendous progress over his last three years, uh, he hasn't done what Mahomes has done yet, but that's the way it works in the NFL. When you're the guy who's up, you're going to reset the bar. Buffalo going to be glad they got the contract done? Or uh, two or three years from now, will they be in the same position that the Eagles were? Wondering, why the hell did we give Carson Wentz $35 million per year?
1: You asked me that question last year, the first week of September, about Deshaun Watson. I'd say, man, they're wrapped up with him through 2025. Everybody's happy Top five quarterback there in good position. Now Josh Allen, if they had waited a year, say the Bills go to the Super Bowl or win the Super Bowl, it would cost them so much more money. And something I don't understand: Lamar Jackson, who's in line for a new contract, has tested positive twice. Don't you know his representatives have told him, "My God, Lamar, you got so many hundreds of million dollars at stake. Get vaccinated." And uh I just, it, it just blows me away. Baker Mayfield, next up, too. But I tell you, all the agents are very creative about how they position a contract where it'll be the best. But with every position, Jody, the most recent one with a great player is going to most of the time have something better than the previous high. And I'm for players getting every penny they can because every team got a $309 million check. Uh, before they ever sold a ticket or a drink or a parking pass. And I just think that uh, it's great when the players get all the money because you know the owners could certainly afford it.
0: John McMillan of the Houston Chronicle, always a pleasure, my friend. Thank you much for jumping on with us tonight. We'll be in touch again soon.
1: Jody, my pleasure. Thank you very much.
0: No, thank you. John McClain from the Houston Chronicle, one of the best uh, national writers. He, yes, covers the Texans in Houston, but writes a national column as well, as good as it gets, here with us on CBS Sports Radio.
1: T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's
0: largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in
1: yours